What's up, Buttercups? It is Nate with another episode of Taco Court Fantasy Football League podcast. In this episode, we gave out a couple thank yous, went over a trip report, looked at what week 13 was and what the playoff picture looks like, gave a couple predictions, went over a little bit of betting stuff for next week in the NFL. My initial thoughts, don't know if they're accurate or not. Probably not, but I feel like I'm okay. And then we hit a banger of the week to cap it out. Hope you guys enjoy. Love you. Bye. back with another episode of taco court fantasy football league podcast i am your host nate at naderade530 on instagram and twitter that's where you can find me last week took a week off had like a really long work week that was like three days long but the wednesday night i worked till super late and then i took a flight in the early morning of thursday Took a trip out to Colorado for the weekend, hung out with Tony, Trey, Brandon, buddy AJ, uh, DC, who you've heard, heard here on the podcast as well. On Saturday, we watched college football from uh, 945, 10 o'clock in the morning until uh, everybody was asleep basically at night. Uh, not any of us, but families, kids, children, the elves up in the North Pole. Everybody was asleep. Uh Drank a bunch of beer, ate a bunch of pizza, some wings, had a little bit of uh, crackers, some cheese, some vegetables. Uh, like pizza had mushrooms on it, I think, one of them. Uh, and then uh, Tony, obviously, being so so nice and uh, caring about everybody's health, had some little veggie sticks and stuff like that. So had some carrots and some celeries. <clears throat> I stayed away from the ranch. You know, I'm working on my figure and all. And um, so, yeah, stayed away from the ranch. Uh, yeah, took a flight out there, hung out, stayed with AJ for the weekend. Um, happy to see him, his wife, and their daughter. Her daughter, 18 months old, came straight up to me, gave me a big old hug, wanted to hop. I, I was taking a nap when he got home with the baby. So um, she wanted to hop up in the bed with me, give me a hug. Wanted to play, hold my hand, do all the likes. Um, tried hot pot for the first time while I was there. Um, AJ's wife had and AJ, they have like a little hot pot deal thing. So um, that was pretty cool. And like one side was like some spicy broth stuff. And then the other one was like kind of regular. Dumping all the foods in there, having some claws, you know, um, just just the normal stuff on a Saturday night or a Friday night or whatever that it was a Friday night. Um, went to the shooting range with AJ. Um, obviously I shoot way better than him and I only have one eye that is good. I was just blasting bullseyes left and right. He couldn't hang. Um, but it was super dope. So, um, guys gave me a, a bag said, Hey, Merry Christmas. We got you some gifts. 
So we're going to go over some of those gifts right now. One, Notre Dame beanie. It's actually pretty cool. One side says Notre Dame. It has like the ND um, in the part that's on your forehead also. It's green and gray and stuff. It's got a little poofy ball on the top. It's pretty dope. Good for winter. It's fucking freezing here in Virginia right now uh, in this D.C. metro area. It is like 30 degrees. It was flurrying today. I'm not about this life, um, which is weird because I'm going to move to Colorado in the summer. And that's all that happens there is cold weather and winds and stuff. And it's bugging me. Um, Good thing with COVID is we get to wear masks. So you could avoid chap lips during the winter season. But yeah, got the beanie. The other side says Irish and it has the little four leaf clover on it. Um, That was pretty dope. I got a book called, um, what was it called? What was it called? How to be anti-racist. So that was pretty fun to get. And then I got a, uh, Tony gave me like a little 3D puzzle. It's a Ferris wheel. It's actually pretty cool. It's made out of little woods and stuff. Probably going to put that together with the kids this weekend. Um, I might look at it and see like if I should paint it or not. So it'd be kind of cool to paint it different colors and stuff like that. Um, interesting, something to do with my hands. And then, um, Oh, I got a six pack of black cherry white claws, which we pounded that day because we weren't catching a buzz. I think we ate too much pizza. So all the yingling, yingling light I brought and the gore's light that was there. Um, we couldn't catch a buzz. Everybody was pretty sober. So um, we even had some gin and tonics or as Trey calls them G and T's. Um, he's really hip. Um, so yeah, had some of those. Nothing. So we pounded the claws real quick. See if we can catch something. Nothing. Um, did a lot of sports betting that day. Also got a uh, a, a Wi-Fi pineapple. Uh, DC gave me a Wi-Fi pineapple, uh, Mark 7. Um, pretty cool. Intro to hacking and stuff like that. One of the key pieces. Like, he was telling me, like, this is what we teach people, like, beginning stages and stuff like that. It's kind of like your uh, introduction to the hacking world. So kind of cool to get a gift that um, is there to, like, help me make myself better and learn different things um, and um, get into that tech world stuff. Um, yeah, that, and then I got a, uh, I guess you, it's called a lawnmower 3.0. Uh, it's made by Manscaped, I believe is what it's called, but um, they just care about your balls. So it's a ball trimmer. Um, probably going to do some uh, ball trimmer reviews on the podcast here soon. Um, I got the buzzer I use right now. It's a Norelco. It works really well. It's got a good adjustable guard on it already. Interested to see how this lawnmower thing goes. I don't know if I got to grow, grow my stuff out or what to see how it really chops down the trees, but um, we'll let you know here in the uh, upcoming episodes on how we're going to handle that, but it's cold outside. So I don't know. Do you just bush it out because it's cold and it's winter? This is what the cavemen did. You know, did the cavemen trim in the summer times only and stay, you know, try to keep warm in the winter? I don't know, but um, we'll go from there. But yeah, it was a cool trip. Um, a lot of big, a lot of fun uh, just hanging out with the guys, um, shooting the shit, ragging on each other a little bit. Um, but one thing I really like about that group of friends and the group of friends that I got that are in like our group text and stuff like that is a lot of guys like. It's not all just like bullshit that we talk about so you know talking about different things when it comes to like personal finance and family and kids uh careers uh 
happiness. Uh, what do you what do you call that? Um, you know, doing things that matter. Uh, what do you call that when it's like inside you, like your worth or not your self worth, but um, purpose? You know, living with purpose and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of pretty deep conversations that were pretty cool. Um, that I think if the majority of the people who know this and when they're around us, you know, spouses and everything like that, like, oh my God, these guys are going to just be crazy and nuts and, you know, all this kind of stuff that you get out of the typical, typical folks in the profession that we deal with. Um, but no, it's really cool. Like everybody really cares about each other. Um, big shout out to Tony for setting up that whole thing. Uh, just kind of on a whim a couple of weeks ago said, Hey, uh, I'm taking a flight out to Colorado. Uh, probably these days, these days. Um, so you just set it up, got, got the guys together to hang out, you know, and, um, show me a good time. So, uh, really appreciative and grateful for that. Uh, another little announcement. We'll get into the fantasy stuff here and bets and all that kind of stuff and what happened and transpired over the last two weeks. But, uh, another thing is, uh, we came up with this idea, a group of friends, uh, I think it was two years ago, 2018, where we did, we called it Fitness Fest, Joint Fitness Fest. Um, it was a way for us to get uh, each other to hold each other accountable to fitness, eating well, and getting better with our bodies and our health. Uh, the first episode was, was, how do you say this, inspired by Joe Rogan's uh, Sober October where they did one in 2017 where they wore some heart rate monitor thing. And basically it was an output competition. So how you got certain points for whatever zone of your heart rate was in. So if you were in the 80% above, you got five points a minute, uh, 70 to 80, you got four and then down. So down, so by tens. Right. So we did that. And it was awesome because all we did was want to, like, we literally worked out to murder each other, like self-induced murders, uh, because you'd see someone else was putting out more effort and you're like, fuck that. I'm going to win. It was all just competition, but it was kind of one of the best months. It's kind of what, uh, sped me up in, you know, going from 235 pounds down to, I think I was right around 200, something like 205 or something like that around that time when we finished that month. And then, uh, now down to where I'm at now. Um, and we've been doing it quarterly. We always miss September for some reason. Um, but we're doing one here in January. So uh, in this one, we got four different categories. And those are things like strength, cardio. Um, shit, what's the other one? Let me pull it up here. We got strength, cardio, elevation gained, and yoga as categories. So in the strength category, we have pounds lifted. So if you're a gym goer and stuff like that, and we also have push-ups, sit-ups. Uh, that are in there as well for strength categories because we have people that are all over the globe and a couple of people that are in California, all the stuff's closed down all over the U S and the globe is different when it comes to COVID regulations and stuff like that. So we added in push-ups and sit-ups so that people could do stuff at home or wherever they're at um, to be able to compete in the strength category and all that stuff's weighted. So the pounds lifted and stuff like that has like an equation and stuff like that to make it even and relevant. And that kind of that equation was worked out between Tony and uh, John Krupp. Uh, Krupp is a big, big lifter. He's a Alabama Southern boy. So um, he was the one that kind of came up with some of that idea 
from what I got from Tony last night talking on the phone and uh, came up with like a weighted scale for that kind of stuff. Uh, same thing with the cardio. So cardio, we got running, biking, uh, rowing, hiking, different categories. They're all weighted though. So like if you're running, obviously you're putting out a lot more effort and stuff like that. So the hiking and stuff like that isn't going to take up you can't get the same amount of points and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, um, cause things that are a little bit easier, you don't want to be like, Oh, I biked. It's all by miles. So you don't want to say I biked 30 miles today. And then some guy like to run 30 miles. It's ridiculous. It's not a one for one. So we waited that as well. Uh, elevation gained is pretty self-explanatory. So on your, you know, treadmills or if you're outside and stuff like that, you could track it with a watch or just do some math. Um, figure out that and then yoga is every 20 minute session that you do you get a point so uh we have some other category stuff in there for extra bonus points that'll be um that'll be put out uh things like your bmi your weight loss uh being able to track your eating and stuff like that so that people can help each other out uh it's really just a way for us to all kind of help each other out give each other tips and ideas um i don't want to say motivate but um discipline each other keep each other disciplined and on track uh, for what we say we want to do. Um, so if you'd like to join I, right now, we have, I believe it is 22 people is what Tony was telling me last night, 22, 25, somewhere around there. It's in the mid twenties, uh, people join, but, um, sign up by the 18th of December, we're going to draft teams. So we have six team leads in this one because we have so many people. We tried to keep it a three to four the last couple of times, um, on a team. Um, but we're going to do a draft on zoom, uh, on the 20th of December. And if you want to join and you are not a part of like, you can hit me up on any social, um, Twitter, Instagram, you could text me if you have my number or something like that. Uh, just let me know you want to join. We can get you added. We have a Facebook group where we kind of post all the updates and track stuff and talk shit and you know, whatever it may be. Or if you want to discuss what you're struggling with or anything like that, everybody's super open to it and willing to help out. And um, you can, or you can email Tony, set up an email address. So it's jointff2021 at gmail.com. So J O I N T F F 2021 at gmail.com. You're reigning champion for Fitness Fest in May of this year. Yours truly, your commissioner, your host of Taco Core Fantasy Football League, Nate. Naterade, 530, Instagram, Twitter. Matt Graham, the co-host of Tony's podcast, 58 West King podcast. Uh, he was in that also. And the Angela Silverbush, I don't know what her new name is, Morris or something like that. Um, she's fucking savage. Um, we won last, last round. So there's that. Fitness Fest, join up, have fun, get better, do something that's hard. We're doing it in two-week stints, I believe it is. So there's like, it only starts on like the 4th of January, and then it goes for like 11 days. We're taking a couple days break in the middle of it and then doing another 11, 10 days or whatever it is, two weeks at the end of the January. The break in the middle kind of is just like a, a mental reset, um, body reset also because we'll do so much output that you just end up so damn sore. And it can kind of fuck with your head a little bit because you're just like, I got to do more. I got to do more. And then you're just trying to compete. So it's like, Hey, let's, let's take a break. Might be a little healthy, reassess some of the, the habits that we're doing, what we're, what we're looking at. 
and um, attack the rest of the month. So if you want to join, hit us up. Hit up Tony at jointff2021 at Gmail, or you can slide in one of our DMs or text either one of us. Cool. All right. Next little thing I want to talk about. Um, if you're into sports cards, there's a pretty cool podcast that's out there. It's called the Lucas and Tigers and LeBron's Oh My podcast. Lucas and Tigers and Bronze podcast. Okay. Got messed that up. Anyways, it is the Lucas and Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. You can find it on all of your podcast platforms on their Instagram. It is Luca Tiger LeBron podcast is where you can find them on their Instagram handle but in their this week in their episode 153 labeled <clears throat> sorry 153 it's elementary watson uh they gave a shout out to my my unit that i work for and the shop that i work in because we we'll listen to the podcast um daily they put out a thing about hey on december 7th or december 6th they talked about it something about people who do our profession you know, reach out, or whatever, tell us if you listen to the podcast and stuff. And uh, I reached out and I just said, hey, um, it's ran by a guy named Cage and Andrew. So you can find them if you go to their their Instagram for Luca Tiger Braun podcast on Instagram. You'll find the handles uh, for the two guys who run it. But they um, I reached out and I was just like, yeah, we listen to the podcast. You know, we got we got a few guys here that are in the cards and stuff like that. And they reached back out to me and said, oh, thanks. You know, um, how many guys you guys got this is this and um they're sending us cards just stuff out of their own collections and um yeah it's pretty cool um you know just i don't know it's weird like you don't when you do what we do we don't ask for anything and stuff like that um don't really like gloat about it or anything like that but they're actually a really good uh group of guys they have a couple instagram groups that you can join in there and people just talk cards and things they're looking at and stuff like that. If you're a long-term investor, if you're a flipper, or if you're just looking for stuff in your personal collection, that is pretty fun to see. Uh, Their podcast, they put it out daily. So every night around 8 p.m. Eastern time, a new episode drops. They record around 7 p.m. Eastern and it's up by 8, 8.30 or something like that. So you can listen to it every single night and they always give out like a play of the day. So they'll talk about something that's going on in the hobby and cards, and then they will give out a play and why. So things that are underpriced, that if you're looking to flip cards, if you're looking to PC cards uh, and stuff like that, they'll give you a play. But most of it's to flip in investment-wise. Um, so you'll hear about something that's you know you're not even thinking about, and then you're like, look at it, and you're like, geez, like um, definitely hit that. There, uh, Cage was one of the guys who. Um, reached out to me about the card stuff and he actually uh, recommended a play that I ended up picking up for like, I think it was like 85 bucks. It's pretty cool, but I got a PSA 10 2005 upper deck USA baseball, Clayton Kershaw, junior national team. So this is a 2005 junior national team card of Clayton Kershaw. He's in a red Jersey. Um, It looks like he's just warming up or throwing a pitch and stuff like that, but it's legit. Like it's not a rookie card, but it's legit. Clayton Kershaw's first ever card and I picked it up in PSA 10 for 85 bucks, which is pretty dope. And um, if you're an American, I think he gave this one out around veterans day, but if you're an American, you like America, you like the USA, you like the national teams, 
We love the Olympics. We love the World Cup. Well, we don't love the World Cup as much, but we might like it here in a couple of years because the U.S. team that got a lot of guys playing in Europe on massive teams and um, U.S. U.S. soccer in general is looking very bright for the future. Uh, I don't know about World Cup winner, but potentially round of eight, uh, final four ish in the World Cup. So, um, Dudes are nasty if you're not watching and looking at that kind of stuff. And if you don't think they're nasty, go look at their card prices. And that's how you know they're nasty um, when you're looking at it from a grand global scale and stuff like that of all the guys that are out there in the world playing soccer. So, yeah, it's in a USA um, jersey and stuff like that. Not his rookie card because it doesn't have like the rookie shield on it or anything like that. It's not a Bowman. But, um, yeah, an upper deck, that's his first first card. Perfect form. There's also a, um, a couple autograph variations out there. There's one that's like, I think it's a black ink. You can find for around 200 bucks or something like that. Uh, that's his first autograph ever. So um, kind of looking at something. I got a couple Brandon Clarks here, PSA 10s, Prisms that I'm looking to probably move here in a week or two as the season starts. Um, I, I kind of want to wait until the season starts because I believe, who's the other dude that plays on Memphis? I forget his name, but he's out for the first part of the season so looking for Brandon Clark to put up some numbers in the starting role and not be coming off the bench and watch those things boom real quick so I can go pick up a couple autographs of Clayton Kershaw's USA baseball um probably won't ever flick flip them um unless they become like something that's crazy 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 down the line um but probably won't be too too much demand for it but the guy's a hall of famer he just got a world series finally best one of the best pitchers of all time um I think I'm not sure if it's lowest ERA of all time, but uh, it's there. So he's right there. But um, yeah, so that's that. Anyways, they shouted us out and they're sending us a bunch of cards. Um, And then I got a message from them today also saying that, um, hey, did you guys get to check out the podcast? This is this. Let them know. Yeah. And then um, he was like, hey, someone sent us some cards and stuff like that. So I'm going to send you some more stuff um, because they sent it for you guys so a uh, big shout out to the lucas and tigers and bronze oh my podcast i uh, really appreciate you guys all right now into taco court fantasy football league this is what you guys came for here for obviously you came here for this right um i'm probably not going to listen to it again because uh there's not a lot of good stuff happening in fantasy football for me this season but let's get into week 13 we had four teams that were sitting on the bubble to captured the last playoff spot in Taco Core Fantasy Football League for 2020. And it didn't shape out the way I wanted. I had to beat Trey and I needed like two other people, three other people to lose because I don't have a lot of points this year. So I'm not going to win the points tiebreaker. It just didn't happen. It didn't even matter what all the other people did because of course, Nate plays the guy who puts up the most points in the league this week. And I lost by a massive margin. We'll get to that in the premier matchup of the week. Matchup number one, we had the Murder Boners, who was on the playoffs, outskirts of the playoffs, looking in, trying to get a victory over the three-penis wine to be in contention. He got 24 points out of the Arizona quarterback, 21 out of Adam Thielen, and 20 out of Brandon Ayukin. And three-penis wine, Nick comes in with 28 from the Rams quarterback, 17 from J.D. McKissick, and 15 from Julio. 
and the murder bonus take it down 132 to 112. Scroat squad looking on the outside in at five and seven, looking to get into the playoffs. Got a lot of points, and he went to Chad's team to get a victory. Wayne gets 27 out of David Montgomery, 27 out of T.Y. Hilton, and 26 out of the Pittsburgh quarterback, while Chad got 23 out of the KC quarterback, 17 out of Melvin Gordon, and 15 out of Wayne Gallman. Wayne takes down the matchup 194 to 99 to capture himself a playoff spot. Here's your damn belly button. Post a picture. Let us know it happened. If you somehow win the championship, it's going to be voided. And I will become champion. Boom. Gavel. Is that what it's called when you're like the judge and boom, gavel, right? Yeah. Here's your belly button. Can't be the champion if you haven't done your sackle punishment. And uh, yeah, that's what's happening. Anyways, Eskimo Brothers went to the pocket dogs. We have the Eskimo Brothers with 29 out of the Baltimore quarterback, 29 out of Travis Kelsey, 17 out of Camara. Pocket dogs got 46 out of Darren Waller. He got the uh, Ben Baller Snickers hungry chain of the week. Uh, this week for his performance, he had over 200 yards receiving. I think he had double-digit um, catches as well. So, boom. I think he had two touchdowns as well. Justin Jefferson, 29 points. And the Indy quarterback, 23 points out of the pocket dogs. Pocket dogs take it down 177 to 114. Um, interesting thing about Justin Jefferson is he's actually having the best uh rookie season of any wide receiver in considered modernish era i think this last 30 or 40 years um so interesting to see if he can be rookie of the year over justin herbert um justin herbert has only beaten two teams this season as a starting quarterback and the chargers have only got three wins and they are against i believe it is the jets the Bengals, and another shit team so uh does that factor in? I don't know. Or did they just say he's got Anthony Lynn as a coach, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Anyways, password is Taco went to Too Hot to Handle. Password is Taco gets 30 out of Cole Beasley. Fuck that guy. 19 out of Stefan Diggs. At what point do sports books factor in the fact that Stefan Diggs is playing without John Brown? They still put his catch props at like four and a half. The dude's getting double-digit targets. He's not a 40% catch guy. Anyway, just keep hitting him over on receptions and yards. He's going to get it. Uh, 17 out of the Seattle quarterback. Two out to handle. Gets 36 out of Devonta Adams. 29 out of the Green Bay quarterback. And 20 out of Jarvis Landry. Also, Jarvis Landry. A lot of the games that they played where they needed to pass the ball or anything like that. Teams that have weak defenses and stuff. They had Odell Beckham there, or it was a crappy weather game. Keep hitting all the Jarvis Landry over props as long as they're under like five and a half. If they're five and a half, booming. That's it. Yardage under 60, if it's a 50 something yards, maybe low. Yeah, something like that. Boom it. Like, it's there. Anyways, the too hot to handle wins the matchup 146 to 108 take down the number one team in taco for fantasy football league <sighs> 
and the matchup of the two worst teams to ever uh, play in this league other than the Eskimo brothers and Josh Peterson. Baby Ruth, my brother, uh, traveled to Tony Patriot. Baby Ruth got 17 out of Nick Chubb, 16 out of Amari Cooper, 15 out of Cooper Cup. I don't think we had one trade this year in Taco Court Fantasy Football League. I don't know if Glenn sent out a bunch of them or not. Uh, Glenn is normally Baby Ruth. Glenn, my brother, is normally the guy to send out 16 trades a week. And everybody bitched about him to me. Like, I don't know. Text that guy, not me. Anyways, Tony Patriot. Got 23 out of Mike Kosicki, 21 out of the Houston quarterback. Who, God, a damn fumble at the end of the game. I would have hit a six-legger. Ugh. And 16 out of Gabriel Davis. So, Tony Patriot wins the matchup 89 to 85. And in the marquee matchup of the week, the Vinegar Strokes years truly traveled to. I shaved my balls for this. I got a good 37 out of Corey Davis. 18 out of the Miami quarterback. 13 out of Robbie Tanya. Oh, I shaved my balls for this. 35 out of the Tennessee quarterback. 27 out of Aaron Jones. 24 out of Logan Thomas to beat my ass 197 to 119 and kick my playoff hopes to the curb. Standings update. In first place, what are you going to break down the playoff bracket? Well, we'll break down the standings. I'll get into the playoff bracket here in a little bit. First place, Password is Taco for the regular season, 11 and 2. Second place, Too Hot to Handle, Brandon, 10 and 3. Jesus Christ. Like, uh, what? This guy won seven in a row. Woo! Oh, I shaved my balls for this. This is the worst one. Nine and four sitting in third place. Pocket dogs and three penis wine. Seven and six, respectively, fourth, fourth and fifth. And sneaking into the playoffs last year, Sacco, who still hasn't done his punishment, which is absolute horse shit, is six and seven. Putting me in a pickle. I like you, Wayne. I do. But we got rules. Belly button's got to get pierced by the end of the season. By the end of the playoffs, it's got to get pierced. That was your punishment. Put me in a tough spot. Nate. Nate. Oh, you're going to kick him out. Ah, that's the rules. Ah. By championship week, it's got to get pierced. Or you're not coming back next year. Sorry. You knew the rules. Anyways, Murder Boners in seventh place at six and seven. Eskimo Brothers and Vinegar Strokes, eighth and ninth, respectively. Tony Patriot, tenth, all sitting at five and eight on the season. Chad's team, four and nine. And Avery at three and ten in twelfth place. Tony put in chat the other day in one of the group texts. That he didn't get the sacco. He forgot. We run a tournament for sacco at the end of the year. So the bottom six teams can all be the sacco still. Not based off regular season. We use the loser's bracket to determine the sacco. But you still got to win out. Participate. In the winner's bracket... 
competing for the 2020 Talk of Court Fantasy Football League Championship on bye week one of the playoffs, week 14 of the NFL season. Password is Taco and Too Hot to Handle. The fourth and fifth, fifth place matchup, the winner plays Password is Taco. We have three penis wine going to the pocket dogs. And in the six and three matchup, we have the Scrooge Squad going against I Shave My Balls for this to play Brandon. Let's preview some of these matchups, or at least the two matchups. That's one we're going to do, all right? The two matchups. You have Three Penis Wine and the Pocket Dogs. Three-point favorite right now for Three Penis Wine. Uh, he's got the Rams quarterback going against New England. Ooh, that's a tough one. We'll get to that in the betting section. And then you got the Derrick Henry, J.D. McKissick, Mike Evans, D.K. Metcalf, T. Higgins, Evan Ingram, Julio, and James Conner. And then on the Pocket Dog side of the house, Colts quarterback, C.E.H., good luck. Chris Carson, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett, Justin Jefferson, Darren Waller, Mark Smokey Brown, and Naheem Hines. Give me the three penis wine, our reigning champion, Nick Oliveras. The edge up in this one to take the victory and go on in place and play Password is Taco to in the semifinals. Matchup number two, we have the Scrote Squad up against I Shave My Balls for this. Scrote Squad is projected to win by five currently. Steelers quarterback Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, Tyler Boyd, Deontay Johnson, Jamison Crowder, TJ Hawkinson, Chris Godwin, and Allen Robinson. On the other side of the coin, we got the Titans quarterback Aaron Jones, James Robinson, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, Kiki Kuti, Logan Thomas, Jonathan Taylor, and Kareem Hunt. Something tells me that it's Trey just can't win the championship. And the fact that Wayne was the Sacco last year and he scooped into the playoffs here, he's going to get at least one victory to put the anxiety on me on decision to kick him out of the league for not putting a piercing in his belly button as mandated by the Sacco punishment that was put out before the season started. Oh, ah. Anyways, last week, um, we'll just talk about one bet. Trey gave me shit for it, saying that New England was trash. I bet New England as a dog, plus one against the Chargers. I said they're going to win this game. We all know how it goes. We all know that New England's making the playoffs. It's just how it goes. Cam Newton doesn't have to passes for like 70 yards a game they have 70 yards passing i don't even know if it was 70 yards it was freaking low 45 to 0 anthony the whole game was just mental anthony lynn who needs to get fired asap against bill belichick doesn't matter that's all it was rookie quarterback facing bill belichick anthony lynn facing Bill Belichick with the rookie quarterback. And people just know that New England's going to win. Yeah, that was one of the bets we had. So uh, there's that. Let's look into a betting for next week, week 14. Um, We'll just go down the line and I'll talk about whatever I want to talk about. 
Anyways, New England Patriots going to the Rams. The Rams open up at five and a half point favorites over under a 45 and a half. I want to take the Patriots. I want to take them. Probably going to stay away from this game, though. But five, five and a half seems like a lot. I get Jared Goff is progressing and doing better and stuff like that, but there's something. Is the Super Bowl thing still still a thing? Or McVay just, that's Bill Belichick. I don't know. Uh, I'm probably just going to stay away from it, but uh, you can probably tease that New England line. I don't know if they beat them by 11 and a half. So that's, that's probably a teaser option. Um, there, is it six points? And Tennessee Titans going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Titans open up seven and a half point favorites. Um, I'm probably not touching that. And then we have the Houston Texans at the Bears. That's a pick em. I'm probably going to take the Texans. Um, I can't quit that team for some reason. But if I had to pick a team to win that game, it would probably be the Texans. Um, the Bears are a shit show. Over under 45 there, probably not touching that. Uh, the over under on the Titans game was 53, not touching that. Minnesota Vikings, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Bucks open up six and a half point favorites. The Bucks are bad. They're terrible. I don't see them winning by two scores. Even against Minnesota, who's not that great. Minnesota can eat clock. Tampa's got a decent defense. But Minnesota on offense can run and pass. Uh, I'm probably taking six and a half there with Minnesota. Even though they're traveling to Tampa, um, maybe there's baked in like Tom Brady off a of bye stuff here over under 51 and a half. Um, I don't know. If I had to choose, I'm taking Minnesota. Six and a half. Kansas City Chiefs at the Miami Dolphins. Chiefs are a seven-point favorite here. Over under 49 and a half. Um, I feel like the Chiefs, I think, I forget who I heard it, where I heard it. It was a podcast somewhere. I forget what it was. I don't know if it was Gilad Alexander's um, podcast or who uh, works for VEASAN, so Vegas Sports Information Network, uh, on Sirius but he's got a podcast out. So he does a podcast called uh, Guessing Lines every, I think it's Tuesday, where he sits with a bookmaker and they predict the lines. And what he's trying to do is extract value from what he thinks. But it might've been him, uh, but Kansas City Chiefs are LeBron James. Um, they do enough to win because they know they need it all for the playoffs. So... Seven probably seems right, but I don't know. If Ryan Fitzpatrick were playing, I probably would bet Miami here. Um, Just because there's going to be points. Or I'd bet the over because there's going to be a lot of points on both sides. But no. Colts going to the Raiders. Colts open up three-point favorites against the Raiders over under 51 and a half. Not touching it. Jets and Seahawks. This is the one I like. Seahawks are 13 and a half point favorites. I don't think this, I don't know if the Seahawks have beat anybody by more than 10 points this season. 
The Jets bad? Yeah. Do the Jets play close games? Yeah. The way to beat the Jets is through the air. Seattle can do that. The way to play the Seahawks is through the air. The Jets can do that. Especially more so with Sam Darnold. Over under 46 and a half. Give me the over there. I want to take the Jets at 13 and a half. That seems like a big ass number. Um, they're obviously trying to lose. Um, but yeah. uh, what do you think the Jets do with the number one pick? So the Jets get the number one pick. I think everybody's like, oh, get Trevor Lawrence. I think it's a bad idea. Trevor Lawrence doesn't solve the problem for the Jets. And what can they get for Trevor Lawrence? For the number one pick, they're probably going to get four or five different picks players out of the deal. And build around that team. And then you just, you know, play the inevitable inevitable if you don't like Sam Darnold. But you give all these other players that can solidify your team, you know, two years. Write out Sam's contract. And then... You still suck, and you get you get a quarterback that you want. Now you have the rest of your team built up. You've got a quarterback on a rookie contract. Who knows what New England's doing at that time? Who knows how Josh Allen turns out? Miami's got a decent defense, but what if those guys leave because they want to get paid now? I don't think Tua's good, like, for NFL football. I don't think he's going to last. I think he's a hurt. Just a, a dude who's going to get hurt eventually. Um... Yeah, that's what I would do if I were the Jets traded away. Give it to the Niners. The Niners need a quarterback. They're out of your conference. Niners just give away the picks. Fuck it. The Niners have the team around them. That's pretty decent. They just need a quarterback who can um, throw the ball down the field. Bring life to the team. Anyways. Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions. Green Bay opens up at seven and a half point favorites over under 55. Nope. Not fucking with it. Those division games always seem to be something, even though your initial thoughts would be like, oh, the Lions are fucking terrible. Like the Packers are probably beating by 21, and they probably will. But don't want to mess with it. Falcons at the Chargers. If you ever see the Chargers as a favorite, bet against it. Just bet against it. That's what they were last week. Just bet against it. They can't win. Um, Falcons two and a half point favorite against the Chargers at the Chargers. The problem with this game is it's the Falcons who do the same shit as the Chargers. So what do you do in this instance? Two and a half points. Probably take it. I like. I like their. I like Atlanta's defense. I think they're getting better. I got a lot of other players on my fantasy team. Um. Ah. Over under forty nine. I take the over. Take the over forty nine. Can both teams score twenty four and a half points, or one team score thirty something, thirty and one score twenty? Yeah, probably. Right. Um, Chargers offense is probably better than the Saints offense. They put up twenty four. So, yep. Anyways, next game, the Saints and the Falcons. Saints, seven-point favorites of going to Philly over under 44. Yuck. Yuck. 
Well, you probably can tease this to one so you can get the Saints at one minus one, or you could do it the other way. Probably, I don't know if you want to do thir- 13 points for the Eagles to pair with that New England one. Was it New England who I said? Yeah, yeah, New England. Um, yeah, I don't like it. Next game, Washington football team, the R-Words, going to San Francisco. San Francisco opened up minus three, three-point favorite over under 43. I don't like the Niners. I'm a Niner fan. I also don't like Washington. They got a good pass defense. They're decent against the run, too. The Niners were a favorite against the Bills, got blown the fuck out. Washington was a dog against Steelers, beat them. Alex Smith revenge game. Is that one of the things? Is that a thing? Hey, remember me when um, I all I did was get a concussion and then you guys put in Colin Kaepernick and then you didn't put me back in the game to play? Even when I was healthy in the playoffs and you guys lost a Super Bowl and then you guys gave me away and then you let me go. Uh, to Kansas City where I threw for four, over 4,000 yards and um, and then they let me go and then I shattered my leg and now I am the comeback player of the year and I should have the comeback player of the year trophy named after me um, yeah I'm that guy who if you guys would have kept probably could have won Super Bowls because I was competent and um, I wasn't a one trick pony and um, yeah you could have given me and an offensive coordinator and a coach that was the same for more than two years. Oh, I want to take Washington here, but I don't know. The Niners are just, there's too many people injured. I don't know if Kittle comes back this week or not, but if Kittle comes back, eh, who knows? Niners trade everything, everything for the number one pick. Just no players right now. Just future picks. This year's number one, number two. Next year's number one, number two, whatever it takes. Trevor Lawrence in the West. Pittsburgh Steelers going to the Buffalo Bills. Pittsburgh, one lost team on the season. The Bills, not that great. They're, they got a good record. They're not that great. Pittsburgh, two and a half point dog going to Buffalo. It's probably because they're coming off a short week. They're playing... You know, they've got the Sunday night game, right? That's a 13th Sunday night game in Buffalo. Buffalo, two and a half point favorite. Just seems like a trap. Buffalo coming off this high of coming back and beating the Niners, blowing them out when they were a dog. Like that line for the Niner game, I think Buffalo was a was a two point favorite and they closed out two and a half point dogs or three point dogs. It was ridiculous. The line moved like five points, four or five points. It was nuts. Um, yeah, I'm probably taking Pittsburgh here. I don't think Pittsburgh gets blown out. You could tease that to eight and a half, cross, cross three and cross seven. Woo, that's about it. 46 and a half there. I'd probably bet that over. I mean, did it? Buffalo's got a better offense than Washington. If the Steelers are banged up, you know, because they're getting all these short rest weeks and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. The 
played Wednesday, they played Tuesday, something like that, and then playing on Sunday. Maybe that's what's baked in there. But that's that for betting. So I don't know if you got anything out of that. I like New England, five and a half against the Rams. Uh, what was the other one there? Um, you could probably tease Houston to six points. I don't think they lose by six to Chicago if they lose. Uh, yep. Minnesota. Twelve and a half. Do you want to do that? I don't know. Kansas City, you can move them to one. That's nice. Uh, there seems to be a lot of teaser potential here. You can do the Jets to 19 and a half. I don't think they're losing the 19 to the Seahawks. Even what the Seahawks get get beat last week by the Giants, and all of a sudden they're just going to come out and blow out a team, and their defense is all of a sudden better? I don't think so. Who's got a better defense, the Raiders or the Seahawks? Probably the Raiders, right? Even though they, they suck too. Whew. Atlanta and the Chargers. Mm. Yep. And then the uh, Pittsburgh. Eight and a half. And we're back. We're going to get into banger of the week. Last time, I think we did La Chona. This time, got something different. I talked a little bit earlier about how I took a trip to Colorado this last weekend. Um, and it was really fun. Um, I really just needed like a getaway weekend. Um, I thought the timing was kind of good. The amount of time that I spent there was good. It's kind of like a good amount of time not to like overstay my welcome. Uh, even though I know that's really not an issue, but it's my own, like my own thoughts in my head that make that happen. But, um, yeah, when I was, uh, I left AJ's house. Let's say Sunday, probably about 1130 or something like that. So I can drive up to Denver and get to the airport and being surrounded by a lot of people that I care about and that I feel care about me and just having a good time with other people was um, something I don't get a lot of in my personal life on a day to day. uh, As I moved to Virginia, I live about an hour away from work, so I just don't make a lot of friends at work because here an hour drive is brutal for people. I mean, it's only like 37 miles, but it takes about an hour to get from where I work, where most people live, where they live a little bit north, uh, and to get down south where I live, which is about an hour. Sorry, playing with a thing here because I'm my hands are shaky. So, anyways, um, as I was leaving, I kind of got this whole thing of like, oh, I felt like, like I lost something. Um, I enjoyed my time, the sense of community, friendship and stuff like that. And in my head, I'm like, Oh, I'm going home and it's just going to be quiet. Um, which I don't really care for too much. So, um, as I talked about in the last episode, I deal with a lot of shit this year. So I, um, it still, it still is a thing. Um, I really struggle hard with loss and, you know, a couple of the guys here in the league have, you know, sat with me as I've emoted over Zoom for hours and hours and hours, um, FaceTime calls, texts, all kinds of stuff, just going through my brain and my head and my feelings and my emotions and my heart and my brain. 
and I go and say brain again, but that's kind of what it's like. So, you know, having that sense of kind of family and stuff like that, there, uh, people who can listen to you and they care to listen to you and they want to talk to you and understand how you're really doing, not just what you say and all that kind of stuff. Um, it means a lot to me. So leaving it, I was like, man, I'm just going back to where I was before and this is over. Um, and I guess I equate that to how I struggle with loss. Or at least I feel like I really struggle with loss. Um, on other podcasts, I've talked about you know, my, one of my fears is death, um, losing someone that I care about or I love, um, you know, trying to spend as much time with the people and letting them know that I care about them, that I want well for them, that I want to see them and us do better. Um, yeah, I just, I really value that. So, um, when I left, it was kind of emotional for me. Like none of them saw it. I was just in the car driving for an hour. Um, trying to keep my eyes from uh, pouring water out and stuff like that, just because it was kind of an emotional time for me. Um, and it got me thinking about all the other people that I feel like I lost in, in life. Um, and it gets into the song that I'm going to play here. It's uh, it's called for you by SBE KP. So SBE is like one word. Uh, and then KP is the second word just letters. I don't know if it stands for anything or nothing. I couldn't find anything online, but I heard the song uh, a couple weeks ago on Gary V's Monday to Monday playlist on Spotify that drops every Monday with new music and stuff like that. I talked about it in the first one that I did when I played Panton Blue by T.I. off of his new album, but I hear the song and it kind of made me think about all that kind of stuff, right? And why do I keep going? What do I keep doing? Um, you know, I talked a little bit in the last episode about um, when I went through like suicide stuff and deep depression and stuff like that. And it was probably diff difficult to listen to just because there was a lot of gaps and stuff. I didn't edit it. I didn't even listen to it. I think I took about four or five days before I even listened to it. But um, yeah, so it's just hard to, hard to deal with. Um, and this kind of song talks about like loss and, um, why you keep going or why he keeps going and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just, uh, um, it sucks. Some people get taken out of your life a lot earlier than you wish and you want. Um, and a lot of times you're left with no answers or no, no real reasons why no true understanding. And it just happens. And, um, so it's one of those things of like why you keep going, I guess, but, um yeah my buddy Haas Scott Davis uh this guy I went to high school with I met him in eighth grade we went to a football camp at the junior college um because we were getting ready to go into high school and we want to play football um we didn't our school didn't have a lot of participation and stuff like that before so um we were the only guys who were freshmen going in to be freshmen it was a summer between eighth grade and freshman year uh that went to this camp so we got stuck playing varsity. He was a little bit better for it. He was probably about five, five nine or something like that at the time. He was bigger uh, guard. He probably weighed a little bit over 200 pounds at the time. Um, he was still pretty small, but I just remember this kid had a full beard. And uh, me and him had a pretty good connection. Uh, we played four years of football together, wrestled a couple years together. Um, 
but we were just the kids who started early and cared about it, you know, and um, I was five foot three, like 85 pounds wearing a backpack at the time. So I got fucking smashed at this camp and so did he. But um, but we always kind of looked at that. Uh, he died when he was 19 years old to murder. Um, good friend through high school, Chido Garibay. Um, I don't think they still have found who murdered her. She's 20 years old. Found her in a, I didn't, but they found her in a drainage ditch wrapped in a tarp with cement bricks tied to her. And uh, she was 20 years old. We're the same age. So it's been almost 15 years um, and still a cold case. Uh, Billy Wilden, uh, Billy Wilden, we used to, um, my family used to own a grocery store in the town and him, his dad would always come in every day and buy some black and milds. And, um, he was a kid who played baseball, like little league and all that kind of stuff. Um, but he always come to the store and we'd play handball on the outside of the store. My dad hated it because, uh, where we'd play handball with like a, like the big bouncy red ball, not the like little ones that are actually for handball, like a kickball style ball, or we'd play with a basketball or something like that was on a wall of the front end of the store but the wine wall was right behind it. So all the wine bottles would be shaking and stuff like that. My dad would get so mad, but we'd always do it. It was always fun um, just to play handball outside the store. When he'd come in and him and his, him and my dad would shoot shit for a little while and stuff like that. Uh, he was 31, died in his sleep to a heart attack. And all these guys were pretty close to me. Um, at least at one point in life, I remember talking to Billy a couple weeks beforehand um, before he passed away in his sleep. Uh, he was like an entrepreneur. He started his own uh, construction, what do you call it, contracting business and stuff like that. He was doing pretty well. Him and his family had, I believe, two kids. And then we had talked. We were talking about like next time I go home, like we got to get together and have the kids meet each other and stuff like that and talk some old stories and stuff. But um, yeah, just a just a really good, nice dude, and just passed away in his sleep due to a heart attack at the age of thirty-one. Another kid uh, went in doubt. That was his rap name, uh, Darvey Williams. Uh, we kind of the same thing with Billy, but we didn't play sports together, nothing like that. But his parent, his mom was always really close with my mom. She worked at the college that was down the road. So they'd always come into our pizza shop and stuff like that and talk. And I mean, to this day, still really good with her and stuff like that. But always come in. She talked about Darvey and all this, all these things that he's doing. Um, the dude could box like crazy. Like he was so like, he was like the high school Mayweather, like not at that level of Mayweather, but like nobody could touch him. He had hands and he just, he wouldn't get hit. It didn't matter who fought him and stuff like that, but people would keep trying to fight him and he would just win and just jab, 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 jab. And next thing you know, dude's nose is broke and stuff like that. But, um, He's just a good dude and he like he made his own way and stuff like that he was rapping he did a lot of stuff with e40 and all of that bay area crew and stuff like that and he uh took his own life at the age of 30. uh anthony ramos uh he was a twin his uh him and his brother were wrestling coaches of ours in high school and anthony was also a football coach for us he coached me on the jv level for a couple of years, um, he was involved in the sheriff's department. 
I think it was in like youth corrections or something like that, but I don't remember exactly, but his twin brother, he was really quiet, kind of like a quiet guy or whatever like that. But I remember one time we, um, we throw parties and, um, you know, we'd have parties and kegs and stuff like that in high, not in high school, but like just out of high school and stuff like that. When everybody's got like actual jobs and you're working 40 hours and got a little bit of cash. And he would always be the one that responded to our parties to remind us to keep it down, but never take our beer. So um, <laughs> he was a he was a really good, cool dude, really passionate, hardworking dude, and stuff like that. And um, he was 24 and took his own life. And then, um, yeah, the song is "For You" by SBEKP, and um, so yeah, Haas. Chido, Billy, Darve, Anthony Ramos, and this year, February 19th. Love you. Bye. They make on the fucking train. Fucking train. Fucking train. Every time you cross my mind, it hit different It seemed like since you left, I feel like something is missing Ain't been the same, I've been hurting This got me up in my feelings I know you watching, so I pray And I just hope that you listen I wanna say that I miss you Hey, just know that I ain't forget you Hey, I wanna say that I miss you Hey, just know that I ain't forget you I know deep down that you gon' always be a part of me Five in the morning, all these people steady calling me They say you gone and I break down, this took my heart from me I call your phone, you don't pick up, please can you talk to me? I turn my head up to the sky because I know it ain't right We was just talking yesterday, said you was doing aight How could I know my life would change, I was gon' see you tonight I know that God worked different ways, I could he take one of mine? If I could see you, I would tell you I love you Ain't nothing finna change, I'ma do all this shit for you And even though you gone, I won't put no one Above you. I'm shedding all these tears, I hope you know that they for you Every time you cross my mind, it hit different It seemed like since you left, I feel like something is missing Ain't been the same, I've been hurting, this got me up in my feelings I know you watching, so I pray and I just hope that you listen I wanna say that I miss you, Hey, just know that I ain't forget you Hey, I wanna say that I miss you, Hey, just know that I ain't forget you I got you tatted on my left so I can never forget This shit we live in, it ain't life, it feel like Russian roulette I mix the purple with the ice cause I ain't having regrets I never knew this day would come, I'm taking one to the head But it's okay cause I ain't tripping, I'ma see you soon I'm contemplating all my thoughts up in my living room With all the losses I done took, I think that I'm immune I can't just do it for myself, gotta do it for you Say I'm not living for myself, now I'm living for you Ay. Gotta do it for you Say I'm not living for myself, now I'm living for you Hey, I'ma do this for you Every time you cross my mind, it hit different It seemed like since you left, I feel like something is missing Ain't been the same, I've been hurting This got me up in my feelings I know you watching, so I pray And I just hope that you listen I wanna say that I miss you Hey, just know that I ain't forget you Hey, I wanna say that I miss you Hey, just know that I ain't forget you Say that I miss you, I wanna say that I miss you. Just know that I ain't forget you, just know that I ain't forget you.